1227, the Mongol conquest stalled. The man who had united the fragmented tribes of the Mongolian steppe, and who was an inspiration to the people that followed him, died. But unlike other nomadic groups, which had broken up again after the death of a leader, Chinggis Khan had ensured that the structures were in place to retain unity. His heir had been chosen and accepted. A bureaucracy had been established to deal with the complexities of governing both settled and nomadic peoples. And the ideology was in place to ensure that the Mongol conquest would continue. Chinggis's rise to power is a remarkable story, a real rags-to-riches tale. At the age of nine, his father was murdered, which led to the abandonment of the family. They struggled to survive, first led by Mother Hogalun, before Chinggis was able to start growing his name and bring in followers, which gradually increases authority on the steppe. The nature of tribal politics always meant that this restoration was fragile. Blood feuds, unreliable allies, and strong patrons could affect the standing of a steppe leader, and Chinggis would suffer a number of setbacks before he was universally acknowledged as Khan. Once unity had been obtained, the Mongol conquest seemed to snowball. Some neighbours submitted willingly. The Uyghur and Karluk peoples felt that being under Mongol governance was better than their previous arrangements. The Tangut Empire Shishia would submit to Chinggis in 1210 after a military stalemate had been reached. And military power was the main tool used to force capitulation of neighbouring states. Beijing was captured from the Qin Empire in 1215, as the Mongols slowly dismembered the northern Chinese dynasty. The Karakitai in the west were conquered in 1218. This was followed by the Muslim Karazmium Empire in 1223. At this point, the Mongol Empire stretched from Beijing in the east to the Caspian Sea, and whilst Karazam was under siege, Chinggis had sent two of his generals west through the Caucasus to lay the foundations for future conquests. Neither the Georgians nor the Kievan Rus could stop this force. In 1225, though, the westward advance halted. The beleaguered citizens of Karazam were in revolt, and the ruler of Shishia had decided to reject Mongol suzerainty and join the Jin. Of course, there could only be one possible response to this. War and Chinggis led the Mongol armies on what would be his last campaign. This campaign would last for two years, but at the end of it, Shishia was properly subdued and the death of Chinggis Khan was revealed to the world. The successors of Chinggis would continue the conquest as they looked to fulfil the Mongols' divinely ordained destiny. The conquest of the Jin was completed in 1234, Mongol armies reached the Adriatic in 1242 as Eastern Europe fell to them. The Ayyubid Caliphate in Baghdad was conquered in 1258 as the nomads pushed into Syria and Anatolia and threatened the Mamluk Sultan in Egypt. The biggest prize of all though, Song China, fell to the Mongols in 1279. By this point though, the Mongol Empire as a unified power appears to have been an idea more than reality. Civil war had already erupted between various family members, and there were also differences in ideology and religion. 
So the Mongol Empire fragmented, and the states that emerged from it had varying degrees of success. The Ilkhanate controlled the Middle East and Persia until 1335. The Yuan Dynasty in China survived until 1368. The Golden Horde managed to hold on in Eastern Europe in various forms until 1532. And the Chagatai Khanate of Central Asia just about made it to the 17th century. In this podcast, I want to investigate the factors that enabled the Mongol Empire to come into being. The social structures that supported it, the people that drove it forward, and the societies that opposed them, all framed within the context of medieval Eurasia. So join me in the next episode, where we travel back a couple of centuries prior to the birth of Chinggis Khan, to Manchuria, the homeland of the Jurchen. Here we'll explore how the rise of the Jin dynasty may in turn have sowed the seeds of their downfall. My name is Cory, and welcome to the Mongol Empire podcast.